And welcome to Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight. We are the retro talk program where we talk about nostalgia, baby boomer stuff, and all kinds of fun things from the past. I'm Smitty. I'm Mike. And we welcome you to this program. This is kind of a special program uh, for us. This is our 150th episode. And um, we just thought we would uh, talk about that for a few minutes. We've got some other topics to talk to you about this uh, this half hour. We're sure, sure are happy that you're joining us uh, today. Mike, show 150. You know, um, it's kind of hard to believe that we made it to 150. I mean, actually, yes, it is, and no, it's and, and no, it's not. It seems pretty natural because we've covered so many topics and just we've had so much fun with our shows. But uh, I know that we had mentioned uh, last year when we uh, reached our 100th program that we were kind of not going to really call out shows, but 150, that is kind of an impressive number, and we thought we'd spend a few minutes uh, talking about that. Uh, it feels good to reach show 150. Well, you know, 150 is a magic number because if we look back 148 shows ago, we've pretty much stayed on target with what we started out doing with this show, Smitty, and the idea was to get the information out, stimulate some of those memories that we all have as baby boomers living in those times when America was an entirely different place. Uh, Everything we did, everything from the time we got up to the time we went to bed was done differently back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, and for that matter, the 80s, than it is done nowadays. And we've brought a lot to a lot of people, and 150 shows... We've covered a lot of territory. We've covered a lot of subjects, and we were talking the other day. We haven't even we haven't even chipped the tip of the iceberg at all. We've got yeah. still got binders left. Yeah, stuff. lists, uh, li- lists, and lists of topics, and, I, and and we also know that our listeners have written in to us with a number of suggestions. We haven't quite gotten around to any of those yet, so please bear with us. We've just uh, there's just so much, uh, you know, we kind of have to go through and select what we what we want to cover. But you're right, Mike. We've covered the gamut uh, on our program. We've talked about collectibles. We've talked about television, radio, motion pictures, toys. Uh, we've had some wonderful guests on our program. We've just had some wonderful people that have joined us, and we certainly look forward to having more guests in the future. But there's there's just really a whole uh, cornucopia of, of, of things that we presented, and we're certainly pleased and, and thankful to all of you who listened, who have given us such positive feedback, and that we know that you're, you're enjoying uh, listening to our efforts. Well, there have been a lot of shows where we've gone out on location. Uh, we did the one Memorial Weekend show where we, I think we'd, we did numerous interviews up in the Los Angeles area of some radio notables and the guy with the soda pop shop and just everything from a to z and everywhere in between there there was so many memories that we grew up with smitty and so many things that we even doing this weekly as we do that we won't even remember right things that come up and and we can be working on a production or working on a show and something will come up out of nowhere and we uh we weave it out into a show. So mm-hmm. I'm really proud of the work we've done uh, with 150 shows. We're looking back at almost close to five years of work. 
and I don't know of another, we're on podcast, you're listening to us on podcast now, but we are on radio, we're on FM, uh, Copa FM radio in North County, San Diego, but I don't know of a show that's like this, do you? No, Mike, in fact, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I have researched other podcasts to see see who, who else is doing this kind of a show, and we've not seen anything quite like what we do. There's a lot of uh, podcasts where they play old radio shows that are very interesting, and they talk about other things, but not quite what we're doing. So and, we, and all these music all shows. All these music shows, of There's got to be a thousand of those oh, on iTunes of those, store. yeah. But, but the, actually, the nuts and bolts talking, it's a talk show about back in the day, and like we said earlier, we've been out to the county fair, we've been out to swap meets, and uh, we haven't even got, I don't think we've touched on 5% of what we have in store oh for the gosh. next 150 shows. Oh, maybe. yeah. No, we've got a ton of material, and we've got some shows that are long-term projects that are brewing in the background that uh, are slowly coming to fruition, a lot of very detailed, intricate shows. Mike, you know, it might be kind of good for you and I to sort of maybe look back, and is there any particular shows that we've done that are your favorites. Uh, I've got a few. I'm sure you have a few that really stand out that uh, that you enjoy doing. Any any thoughts on that? Well, we did a, a series. I don't know if it was five or six shows about the Saturday morning kids shows and the the morning kids shows during the week. Chucko, the birthday clown, romper room, but the Captain Kangaroo show always comes back and really makes me smile because. Every one of us in the room had a certain Captain Kangaroo special character or special show, and we're talking 55 years ago, folks, in my case anyway, 55, 56 years ago, uh, Captain Kangaroo, and we were able, because this is the type of show where we inspire those memories to come out of your head and, and come out of your subconscious, maybe you haven't thought about something we talk about, you haven't thought about it in 40 years, 45 years, but just by talking about it, we were talking about Captain Kangaroo's uniform, uh, the big brass buttons, and the lamb chop whiskers. We were talking about Grandfather Clock and Mr. Green Jeans, and we were talking about uh, the Banana Man. Mm -hmm. And I think that was probably the, one of the most depictive shows that we've done because we got so much feedback from so many people. Who out there, if you're, what, 50, definitely if you're 50 years old and maybe younger than 70 years old, if you're 50 to 70 years old, you're going to remember Captain Kangaroo. You're going to remember Bozo the Clown. You're going yeah. to remember Chucko the Clown. You're going to remember Popeye the Sailor Man. So, you know, so maybe to answer your question, the shows we've done that had an overall appeal, whether we were talking to folks who grew up in L.A., such as myself, San Diego, such as you, or even on the East Coast, these were the common denominator that brought us together. Now we've got texting and Facebook and right. Twitter and everything yeah. else that keeps us pulled together and keeps us talking and interested. But back then, we basically, Smitty, we basically had the television. That was it. And the shows. Uh, here in L.A., we had Skipper Frank and... and we Sheriff John, Sheriff and, John, uh, Tom Hatton, Hobo Kelly, Hobo, yeah, yeah, so Sheriff many. John. But back east, you had your special characters. But these shows are the ones where, and I remember in the '60s, we would go back to Georgia to visit my family members. And what are you going to talk to your cousins about, really? I, you're on opposite sides of the country. You're going to talk about kids' shows. Right. 
In our case, we were talking about the movie The Great Escape, which was another favorite show, talking about some of the action movies of the 60s when we had George Halalakos in here, right. who's going to be back here in the seat here in the studio uh, real in the real near future. Yes. But some of those shows where we talked about the movies or the kids' shows that brought all the American kids together, regardless of where they lived. Because now it's easy. Now it's we're talking about it now, and it's nothing to it. Uh, you get on email, not email so much as text and these social media sure. platforms, and, and you can make friends. You're going to make friends with 200 people that you will never meet in your life. That's right. It's pretty amazing. In the, the 50s and 60s, uh, you had to meet your friends for them to be friends, unless you had pen pals. Yeah, the whole structure now of friendship seems to yeah. be changing because of the, in light of social media such as Facebook. I've got a couple of friends on Facebook that I've never met before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you just share things, uh, you know, online and... But Mike, uh, yeah, that that's a good uh, a good note. The the, the shows that, that you like, I, I certainly have uh, have enjoyed the programs uh, that we've done with guests. We've had some wonderful guests on Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside. Certainly, our, our our good pal Shotgun Tom Kelly comes to mind. He's been on our show numerous times, and uh, Tom, of course, uh, received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame last year. He's uh, he's doing very well. Of course, remember he had. Uh, heart bypass surgery early this year in 2014, but he's doing fine. He's been on our show, and, and he'll be back on our show again in the future. And probably the other great show that we did, which I, I, I really thought was, was great, was uh, Jack Vincent, the dean of San Diego radio broadcasters when we interviewed him. Jack is doing fine, I believe uh, 97 years old, uh, but doing, doing great, and uh, certainly his program was good. We've had some great guests, Larry Van Nuys, John Coleman, a lot of those programs just really, really time capsules. These 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 individuals were able to share with us uh, their different experiences and different recollections from their uh, time period uh, way back when. Yeah, you know, all the radio shows, Smitty, were the favorites for me. Any because we're radio guys anyway. Right. We work in radio, work in television, but the TV and radio history. Those were our communication mediums. Yes. We had radio, we had TV, really nothing else, unless we went to the movies or the Saturday matinee. But to talk to some of these pioneers, these trailblazers, Shotgun Tom, uh, when we had David Leonard on oh, the show. Oh, sure, yeah, Dave Leonard. The encyclopedia, Dave Leonard, the encyclopedia of Top 40 Radio. It was so thrilling. And all you could do, even in your duties of having to host this show, is sit back and listen to someone who's cracked open the vault, so to speak, and got into the nuts and bolts of radio in the 50s and 60s and, and the secrets and the little nooks and crannies of Top 40 Radio, some of the rumors and some of the mysteries that still remain unsolved. You know, we we talked to Ken Kramer. Yes. That was probably one of, well, that was an award-winning show with yes. the Press Club, well, San Diego Press Club yes. last year. yes. Uh, Ken Kramer, he's a storyteller here in San Diego, and he has a show called About San Diego, and he goes back into the history of our city. And I was spellbound in that one episode where he was talking about the tunnel under the guy's yes, house. Yes, I think we all were just uh, mesmerized. It ran, ran hundreds of feet, never crossed into anyone else's property. Basically, it was an engineer that dug a tunnel under his house, folks, and continued down for, I guess, about 20 years digging this tunnel. Yeah, yeah. And it was just... It's the kind of stuff, and here we are years and years later, but you remember as a kid you'd dig a tunnel in your backyard or you'd dig a hole or a foxhole. <laughs> this guy never grew up, and 
he dug a tunnel 700 feet down into the ground, into Mother Earth, had a refrigerator down there, power, air conditioning. That was a thrilling show because one thing we like to do, we like to tell stories. Uh, The generation, the baby boomer generation, is really about telling stories, sharing stories, uh, offering stories to you, the listeners, hearing your stories back, giving us ideas on uh, future shows to produce. But when you get a real down-to-earth storyteller like Ken Kramer or Dave Leonard or even Shotgun Tom, for that matter. Shotgun Tom, remember the episode he talked about John Lennon's song? Yes. And Shotgun Tom, he was... He was the DJ, and the new John Lennon song. Why don't you share that one? Because I, I crack up every time. I won't be able to finish the story. It was it was when uh, John Lennon had had uh, released uh, the song, which we'll mention it in just a moment. But uh, Tom had put the record on the uh, on the turntable, and it was spinning. He couldn't quite see the, the the name of it, but he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, here is John Lennon's new new song, Imogene." Yeah. And, of course, it was Imagine. And uh, he, Tom always tells that with a great deal of, of relish. And and, uh, and and it's always funny when Tom tells it. But he, he initially called John Lennon's Imagine, he called it Imogene. <laughs> and those are what we set out to do even with show one, to sit and be able to tell stories. It's, yes. it's like sitting on your patio or your front porch you know back in the 50s and 60s yes everyone had a front porch not too many nowadays with the newer houses but uh you would tell stories and to be able to share a story that could ring true to you even though you the listener maybe you're six seven hundred miles away from where i'm sitting now it was wonderful the feedback we got where we would tell stories about life in Southern California, Smitty, or San Diego, or L.A., and we would get feedback from people in Pittsburgh, yeah. Southern Ohio, or even over, overseas yes. in a different country that talked about, oh, you guys really you brought back a memory. Thank you so much. I hadn't thought about that. I think that a lot of... One of those was the uh, Sears Wish Book, the Christmas yes, catalog. Yes, that was one of those, yeah. Waiting for the Christmas catalog to come in in the mail yeah. and taking it out. And, and half of the Christmas book, the Wish Book, was toys. And we brought the Wish Book. I have the 64 Christmas Wish Book from Sears, brought it in, and we were going over the list of toys. We had a lot of people come and say, uh, Remco, I remember <laughs> the Toy Soldier, and I had Fort Ticonderoga. I had that, what you guys talked about. And here are people who hadn't thought about that memory maybe for 45 or 50 yeah, years, Smitty. That's and right. that's what makes these shows so important to us to bring them to you, the listener. Well, even, uh, Mike, even us here in the studio, sometimes we'll be either in our in our pre-production meeting, especially when we have our good pal George Halalakos here, who will be with us again very, very soon for more programs. We'll be talking about something, and it'll just jog a memory from the distant past, and so we know exactly how that is. And, uh, Again, we certainly thank all of you who listen to our programs, who've taken the time to write to us. You write to us either on Facebook or at our Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight at gmail.com email address. And we certainly thank you for contacting us, for being in touch with us. And please continue to remain in touch with us, even if you just want to say hi and let us know what you're doing. If anything fun that you're doing, just check in with us because we always enjoy hearing back from you. So we thank you as as you've listened to 150 episodes of Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight. We have many, many more episodes planned, and uh, we will certainly look forward to having you with us. Smitty, that was, and again, it's warming 
my heart to even go back and talk. I mean, we're a retro talk show, so today we're talking retro 148 shows. Retro. Yes, we are. Yes. And going back, and it seems like just last Sunday that we started the premiere show. Remember that one? I What's, remember. I think it was John Daly, What's My Line? What's My it? Line? I think it was one the second program. Second the program. The first one, I think we talked about old radios, and we talked yeah, about Yeah, don't old, plug in the old radios. Don't plug in the old, yeah. And folks, please, still, that rule does not change. If you find an old radio, don't plug it in until you get it checked out by a competent technician. Yeah, some words of wisdom <laughs> never wear out. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You bring that old radio home or you find that in the attic and uh, your Uncle Harvey had that old radio and he'd go fishing, do not plug it in. Don't plug it in. Uh, Not now anyway, because (laughs) uh, unless you've got your fire policy paid up in full. But, uh, yeah, we go back and we do thank you again. You've kept us inspired and energized and motivated to get up to 150 shows. We look forward and really hope we're able to produce another 150 shows for you. In the meantime... We're going to move over to a retromercial, one of our famous branded retromercials that actually speaks to the past in more ways than a lot of our stories have, because that puts you your eardrums into the moment of how America was uh, conned, I should say, rather coerced into buying certain things way back when. We'll be right back. You're listening to Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight right here on the Galaxy Nostalgia Network. When we told Bev Fleming that we had a brand new dishwashing liquid for her to try, this is how she reacted. So we showed her New Peach Thrill, the one that gives you more than you bargained for. Pretty peach color, delicious peach scent, and the only dishwashing liquid that softens water. You know, softer water means long-lasting suds, and dishwater that feels peach soft. And this is how Bev reacted. New Peach Thrill. More than you bargained for. This is the Galaxy Nostalgia Network, and the program is Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside. And I'm Smitty, along with my good buddy, Mike B., and we are certainly happy to have you with us here on our 150th program. We just got through looking back at uh, 150 shows that we did. We didn't look at all of them, but we were kind of reflecting on some of the programs that, we, that we've that we done. And we're going to continue with our show. Now, you know, here it's uh, September, and the weather is still kind of warm, but it's beginning to cool down a little bit. You know, come October, it'll start to cool down in most parts of the country, and and my good buddy Mike is back on the garage sale and yard sale circuit. And man, I'll tell you what, you don't want to get in this guy's way when you, when he's at a garage sale or yard sale or estate sale and he sees something that he wants, you better stay out of his way because he will just run right over you. Mike, why don't you tell us about a few of the items that you uh, maybe have found or are looking for, and uh, you know, we'll chat a little bit about that. Well, thanks, Smitty. Yeah, you don't want to be in the line of fire if, if I come up on a driveway or garage sale and there's an old Lionel train box there under the table saw right next to the Samsonite luggage because, believe me, if you're somewhere in my path, this will not end well. <laughs> uh, it's been an interesting summer uh, finding things. It's been so hot, I don't really go out when it's that hot, but I did have a chance on a little side note, to go to Sacramento on some business back in early August, and I had the opportunity to visit the Sacramento the Historical Train Museum. Now, there was a fellow down here, a very well-to-do, very prominent businessman by the name of Thomas Sefton, Jr. He owned the financial institutions, the bank, one of the largest banks in San Diego, but he was also, like us, Smitty, he was crazy about toys and collectibles and mainly trains. Yes. Uh, the Sacramento Railroad Museum now has the entire Thomas Sefton, and I'm telling you, this is a multi-multi-million dollar collection. Mr. Sefton passed away back in, I believe, 2006. 
and bequeathed his entire toy and toy train collection to the state of California. The entire collection is contained in the Sacramento Historical Railroad Museum, and I had a chance to come see it, and I've never been the same. Uh, <laughs> from the old Buddy L. pressed steel trucks of the, of the uh, 1920s further back to the Marklin electric trains, and why I say this, because a lot of these items Mr. Sefton found in garage sales and estate sales, and he was a very avid collector. He got to the point in his collecting career where he only wanted the best of the best, the minty items that were still in the box. And, you know, in my searches, much like Mr. Sefton's over the years, I have found these items, and I don't know how they stayed minty in the original boxes, but... I like the Japanese tin friction cars quite a bit. That's what I collect and some of the older electric trains. And what's happening, there's a new era of people that, unfortunately, are passing away. Uh, last year, earlier last year, my, my dad passed away. He was a Korean War veteran. And I made comment before he passed away in one of the earlier shows back in 2012 that a lot of the World War II veterans they're leaving us by maybe 800 to 1,000 a day passing away, basically Smitty from old age. But um, these are folks that grew up in the 20s and the 30s. And we have a different time where we're, in my time growing up, when my dad would leave something to me or my grandparents, I would keep it. But that's who we are, Smitty. There's other people that would give it to Goodwill, donate it, uh, put a rummage sale together for a dollar, two dollars a piece, and those are the kind of people that I like to go visit. Uh, I live in San Diego in a suburb, Poway. Right next to us is a suburb called Rancho Bernardo. There was quite a number, Smitty, of uh, World War II veterans, who fellows that were born in the 20s. And 1925, the mid-20s, even like my dad in the early 30s, they are now passing away. Uh, the children and the grandchildren, they don't want the stuff. Uh, maybe the wife is gone or the wife is elder, elderly as well, doesn't know what to do with these items. Much like what we did a few years ago, Smitty, we put some business cards together looking for collectible radios, TVs, toys, military, anything older. And we're getting calls. We're getting people now who... What I'm saying to the listeners is not everybody's familiar with Facebook and the values of things. There are still values and treasures to be had in a rummage sale or garage sale or yard sale right in your own neighborhood. Uh, It just seems like there's a sudden push of items that I didn't see five or six years ago. And they're not a dollar a piece, I won't say that. But And they're not coin collections either. They're not gold doubloons from Blackbeard the Pirate. But items that would have a, a a symbolic influence on you and I, Smitty, and a lot of the listeners. Uh, military, ribbons, uh, a gentleman who has passed away and his family's cleaning the house, his, his military uniforms or his medals, uh, maybe some of the toys that he kept, uh, some of the things he had as a working person or a business person in the 50s. I found a lighter, a butane lighter, that was given to this gentleman who had passed away and he, for his... I believe his 10th or 15th anniversary at Lockheed. And another lighter, or was a bowling, it was a bowling trophy, bowling trophy given to a guy who worked right here in San Diego at General Dynamics Convair. I guess General Dynamics had their own bowling team or several of them. 
It's just a part of history. It's a part of a time that we will never know again and see again. A lot of the people who could tell these stories of World War II and living in the 50s, a lot of things that we talked about, Smitty, as as children, because our dads were that age. Well, our dads are gone now, and there's no one left to tell those stories. So if you're a collector, grab some of these items. If you're not a collector, rescue some of these items, because they would mean something to a lot of folks who want to keep those eras and those times in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and they're fast fading away because the people who lived them are now fading away from age. So looking in the garage sale, Smitty, I'm not just finding comic books and things anymore from the 40s and 50s. I'm finding items now, that a trunk of items from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll tell the listeners that the items, some of the items from the '80s, Star Trek, and a lot of the old, very early electronic games are so extremely valu- valuable now, you would not even believe it unless I proved it to you by taking you to eBay. But the early Nintendos, the early uh, personal electronic games, uh, some of the early trading cards from the '80s. Uh, the colorful the hologram cards that were traded. I forgot some of the names right. of them. Uh, there was a story about a doll called Teddy Ruxpin from the 80s. I yes, believe my I daughter had one. I vaguely recall that name, yeah. Uh, four, five, six hundred dollars now. Wow. And so because something, we're looking at the 80s. We talked in a previous show, the last show, Smitty, about 30 years ago. Yes. 1984. Right. Uh, 30 years ago is a very collectible period of time. And if you grew up in the 80s, those things will make a lot of sense to you to be on the lookout for. So keep an eye out. Not all things antique and not all things valuable happen to be made in the 50s and 60s, 70s and 80s items are now becoming very collectible, Smitty. Yeah, Mike, you know, it's interesting because we, we I know I tend to look, you know, look at stuff from the 50s, the four. I go back even further yeah. because of my old radio collecting habits. But you're right, the, the 70s, 80s. Uh, things are becoming very collectible. And, and as Mike said, if you see something that uh, at a sale or you see something somewhere that maybe you're not quite into but there's a risk of it getting destroyed or thrown away, pick it up and find a home for it. You know, ask around or or send us an email, you know, and we'll be happy to, to pass along to other people, uh, you know, if you found something that uh, that somebody else may be interested in because the stuff, every year we, we do lose stuff. People uh, throw things away. Things get lost. Things get destroyed. And they, these things will never be made again. So it's really up to us to try to preserve everything. So, Mike, uh, well, good luck uh, during the fall season. I know we'll both be uh, on the lookout for our respective collectible stuff and a lot of people around the country will be going to swap meets and estate sales and garage sales so hopefully all of us will find some good gems for this last part here of 2014 well before we leave you wanted to mention very quickly that we are uh, again contenders in the san diego press club competition as you might recall last year uh, we entered two programs in the competition, the San Diego Press Club Excellence in Journalism Awards. We were very gratified to win first prize for our program with uh, with Ken Kramer, and we were won the third prize for our program with Shotgun Tom Kelly, the one where we interviewed him just before he got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. This year, we have entered two of our previous programs. We've entered our interview with John Coleman, uh, who retired fairly recently as uh, uh, head weatherman here at KUSI-TV in San Diego. He was, of course, the founder of the Weather Channel, uh, appeared on Good Morning America. We've entered the program with him as as one of the contenders, and we've also entered our D-Day program that we did with our good buddy George Halalakos. 
in. So we will keep you posted. We are certainly hopeful that these programs will be worthy of of uh, recognition, and we, we just wanted to let you know that we've entered the competition again and uh, are hoping that uh, we will again be uh, recognized for the work that we do, and we certainly enjoy doing these shows for you. And we'll keep you posted on that. Well, that brings us to the end of our program. We certainly thank you for joining us again on this episode of Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside, our 150th episode. We want to remind you our email address is galaxymoonbeamnightside at gmail.com, galaxymoonbeamnightside at gmail.com, our website, galaxymoonbeamnightside.com, our Facebook page, the Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside page on Facebook. Drop by and like us, and that way you'll be able to see some of the pictures and neat stuff. We're also going to begin embedding our programs in our Facebook page, so look forward to that also. Our program's available, of course, on iTunes, and slowly but very, very slowly migrating over to Mixcloud, Mixcloud. Mike, mixcloud.com. So look forward. To, eventually, we'll get all our programs there. That's all the time we have. We thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Smitty. I'm Mike. Thank you for joining us, folks, and we look forward to having you with us again next time on Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside on the Galaxy Nostalgia Network. This is the Galaxy Nostalgia Network.